LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Matt Dumont, an LSAT teacher and tutor at the LSAT Demon, and I'm a 2L at the University of Maryland Law. With me is Sarah Kamuni, a fellow teacher and tutor at the Demon and current 1L at Harvard Law School. So today uh, we have an email from C. It says, hey, LSAT Demon, should we be filling FAFSA? Uh, and that is the uh, free application for federal student aid for those of you um, who haven't been to college yet. Um, uh, so it says, should we be filling out FAFSA information regarding, regardless of outcome during the application process? I'm a little confused if this is something we should all be doing, uh, wait and see or not bother with at all. Obviously, we all want to go for free, but we might have to go for almost free and take that offer and be prepared to finance a smaller amount. Thanks, C. So um, Sarah, I wanted to uh, uh, get you in on this because you're in law school right now. Um, you're at a private school. I'm at a public school. And so that we could sort of talk about this um, from uh, both aspects and from um, both sides of this. So uh, what's your response here to C? Yeah, so the FAFSA was something totally new to me as somebody who's not from the United States. I'd never heard of this thing before. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> even so more. <laughs> I actually filled out the FAFSA before I really knew anything about my outcomes. Um, if I remember correctly, so one of my top schools when I was um, going into the application cycle was Texas. That was kind of what it came down to. I was choosing between HLS and Georgetown and Texas. And Texas, I remember them saying, even if you are a recipient of a merit-based scholarship, you still need to fill out the FAFSA. So I'm not entirely sure of the exact dates this year, but I know that last year the FAFSA was available from around October. And I think you can just fill it out at any time. Um, as far as I'm aware, all schools require it. It's kind of a project, so I would definitely get to it early. I wouldn't suggest leaving it and right until the last minute because you might have to talk to different family members, dig up different information. It's one of those things I think you just have to get it done. In addition yeah. to the college board application, actually, I don't know if, did you have to do that, Matt? I filled um, that out for a few schools. It's I don't know what the college board is, uh, so I, I don't know if I had to fill that out. Um, what, what is that? So it's a very similar application. This is where I find out that I didn't have to fill it out, right? And it was just this run. <laughs> no, it was, um, <laughs> it was a very similar application to the FAFSA, but just for certain schools. I remember filling it out for mm -hmm. Columbia, for example. I think Georgetown was another one, um, but maybe more private school oriented. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, but it was a very similar deal. The thing is, when a school admits you, they're going to give you all of this information and tell you if there's anything that you haven't done. So I don't think it's anything to panic about. Um, but in terms of the FAFSA, it's, if it's there, you know you're going to have to fill it out. You might as well just get it out of the way. Um, I actually have a funny FAFSA-related anecdote, which is that <laughs> I accidentally said that I didn't go to high school on the FAFSA. So like they Amazing. have this drop-down menu where they like select your... Um, like your level of high school education. And it said high school diploma. I don't have a high school diploma just because of the way education works in the UK. Like we don't refer to graduating from high school and stuff like that. So right. I graduated from high school, scare quotes, but I don't actually have a physical diploma or anything. So I wrote no high school diploma. And then I think it was the financial aid office at Columbia, actually, the lady rang me and she was like, did you not go to high, like, did you not graduate high school? And I was like, no, I went to high school. I, like, but it's just different here. <laughs> right? Like, I, you have amazing. my undergraduate transcripts, like, get, come on. Um, I, 
I have a feeling that you're one of the few people who has a funny anecdote about the FAFSA. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, very niche, <laughs> extremely niche. But actually, it turned out there was a, um, I can't remember exactly, this was like a year ago, but there was something that you could select that would indicate that you did go to high school, but you didn't have a US high school diploma, and I just overlooked it. But sure, the sure. upside is that you can you can make corrections. So yeah, it's kind absolutely. of a scary form, right? But it turns out you can correct it, and it's okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, uh, I, I feel like it's very similar to um, the actual uh, law school application process um, mm -hmm. in uh, the credential assembly service as you're like filling out your applications, where it's like, oh, you have to fill out this form that says the exact same thing as like 20 other forms that you've already mm -hmm. filled out. But like once you start to get through it, you're just kind of like checking the box and being like, oh, yes, that says what I needed to say. That says what I needed to say. And so you go through that process. Now you can also assign, um, one of the things that I remember from doing this about two years ago is that you can assign which schools you wanna send it to. And so mm -hmm. if you're in that process, um, like you've narrowed it down like uh, Sara did to you know those three top schools, you wanna make sure that you send your FAFSA there, even if it's still a long shot. Um, if you're on the wait list, um, like I remember I sent mine to, uh, my my top school was UVA and I was mm -hmm. waitlisted there until I withdrew because I decided um, I needed to move on with my life and go to Maryland. Um, uh, I uh, submitted my FAFSA, for instance, to a prospective school in UVA, um, mm -hmm. as well as, you know, Maryland and um, GW and um, Georgetown, because I was really interested in going into the DC area. And so I kind of sent my FAFSA information to the financial aid office at those schools. And as Sarah said, it's totally required. Like you must do this. It doesn't matter if you have zero um, uh, financial aid or a full scholarship. Um, I'm on a full scholarship to University of Maryland. I am still required to fill this out. And what you'll find out um, in the near future, Sarah, is that you get to redo it every year. Um, oh, you have to... I actually didn't know that. Perfect. Oh, great. <laughs> you get to renew it um, for year two and year three because they still go through that entire process because maybe you changed your mind. Maybe you changed your financial situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened that you now need to take out a loan for your second or third year or whatever it is. And so um, they reassess that every year. You are required, as far as I know, to if you go to any accredited um, college or university in the United States to fill this out, um, it's just another form. Welcome to the future of law. You get to fill yes. out a lot of forms. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, actually, I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm so at HLS, the financial aid process is like a whole thing. They have their own like internal forms and things like that. I should see if I need to redo the FAFSA. I should I should probably yeah. be more engaged with this information that I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you have to um, as far as part of like your um, uh, before, it's kind of like taxes. <laughs> every year yeah. you have to file, you have to file your FAFSA every year after your sort of tax information gets filed as well and, and check off all that kind of stuff. Oh, um, but like Sarah said, it's nothing to stress about. Like it's a tedious hoop that you have to jump through, but it's a hoop that you have to jump through. So um, uh, just do it whenever it's available, fill it out and don't perjure yourself in the process. It's, yeah. it's about the hoop that you need to jump through. Um, so yeah, do you have any uh, sort of uh, other follow-ups on uh, the FAFSA or your experiences with it? I love that you have an anecdote. I don't I don't think so. I think I'm just thinking back and I just remember being like sitting on my bedroom floor, like surrounded by like tax returns. <laughs> yeah. 
That's pretty <laughs> much it. it what to do. Um, I think as long as you don't leave it to the last minute, it's fine. And I will say that fi- like in my experience, financial aid officers are like very, very um, accustomed to speaking to students who have absolutely no idea what's going on. That was definitely yep. me. Um, and you, if you're confused about something, you can give them a call up and be like, hey, I just, I could you explain this to me? And I found them really, yep. really helpful in that sense. I mean, the financial aid officer is not trying to sell you law school. Like they're just trying to help you finance it. And like, that's right. their, right. their job is to uh, uh, get you the money, <laughs> so to speak. And so um, they're very versed in these kind of things. And, and um, for any school that you're uh, strongly considering, they should be able to help you out. Um, and that's a great tip. Um, Sarah, um, how's law school going? How's your first year? Uh, you know, you're you're what one semester <laughs> in? How is your first semester at Harvard? Yeah, I am. Well, I can't say for sure because we haven't got exam results back yet. I don't think sure. we get those in, for a few weeks actually. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to forget about all of that. I think, like all things considered, it was pretty good. Like we were fully in person, and I was a bit concerned about that going into it because it had been like two years since I'd been in a room with a right. decent number of people, but. It was that was that element was fine. I actually I would say I enjoyed it. It was stressful at certain times. Like I can't say that I'm gonna miss Civ Pro, for example. But <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people's typical response to Civ Pro. I think. I think overall it was yeah it was it was pretty good. I think one thing that I've noticed is that I've started using words in sentences that I would never use. Mm-hmm. three months ago or four months ago like here I said, and after <laughs> i said the word dispositive in like yeah, a casual conversation the other day i love i'm really into the word substantive at the minute if anybody mm-hmm. is listening to this who's one of my tutoring students has a good chance i've said the word substantive to you in an email recently and yeah. for that i truly apologize my <laughs> wife got me um uh my wife got me a t-shirt because i like uh, funny t-shirts um she got me a t-shirt for christmas that says allegedly on it because i say it Fantastic. all the time <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really good. I've, I've been I've been really enjoying it. Like I sat on the decision to go to law school for a really long time. Um, so it wasn't like a spare of the moment type thing. So I kind of expected that I was going to like it. Um, but I'm glad it's panned out. That's awesome. The, yeah, we we're coming up to so we actually start classes tomorrow because we have like an intensive winter course that we're going to be doing. Um, so I'm taking a negotiations workshop. So Super watch cool. out for me in three weeks time. <laughs> You're going to be so, negotiating the shit out of everything. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but we're doing that online. So we're online for the next semester. We had like two Zoom classes last semester. And I will say I'm like mad props to those of you who did a whole year of Zoom school because those it's pretty rough. Yeah, um, my so I'm a 2L. Uh, and so I my entire first year was on Zoom. And um, I like, I, I think there's pros and cons, right? Like some of my classmates just didn't move to Baltimore or even Maryland. Some of them mm-hmm. were taking school from like Colorado or New York City. So they could do that, which is kind of mm-hmm. awesome. Um, uh, but I think the thing that uh, you you lose is the time around the class. Like yeah. that time when you come into class and you're sitting there chatting with your classmates five minutes about this case or about what you did that weekend, like whatever, b- both ends of the spectrum. Um, and those kind of moments um, uh, afterwards with the professor or your fellow classmates where you're like, hey, so that that thing that they talked about um, uh, when they talked about standing in Simpro, um, those kind of things, like uh, you can have those kind of moments. And it's, I think, a lot harder on Zoom. But 
you could also wear your pajamas every day and be up for class five minutes before class. So like pros and cons, pros and cons. Right, exactly. I enjoyed in-person as well. Um, My school is back to uh, Zoom for at least the first two weeks of January in order to protect people after the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're hopeful to uh, resume in-person starting towards the end of January as well, so. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, uh, thanks for coming on uh, and talking about uh, the FAFSA with me. Um, <laughs> the, the thrilling world of government forms um, that uh, everyone gets to look forward to in mm-hmm. law school. Um, uh, and thank you so much, C, for writing in. Um, if you'd like to be on the show, send an email to help at lsatdemon.com. We'd love to hear your LSAT or law school admissions questions. Thanks so much for listening and don't pay for law school. Don't pay for law school. <laughs> I'm sorry.